everyone. Welcome to the Challenge World Championships for Hot Pub Podcast for the finale. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Al Asher. Ali, how are you? Tough to tough to say when mm. we're here mustering excitement and attention on what is probably the third most interesting maybe bit of entertainment happening tonight. Yeah, it's tough. The challenge finale definitely you know drops in the pecking order compared to the pump rules finale. But I, it was like that. It was I was able to watch on my own terms. It wasn't like conflicting with it the way the challenge usually does. And it was a pretty good final. I thought it was a pretty well designed final and a good winner. So I, I was into it while I was watching. I was able to devote the forty five minutes to give it my full attention. Well, that's the bare minimum. So congratulations <laughs> for that. Um, you know, good for you. But I, I we've talked a lot. I'm sorry. I'm so far from my microphone. Um, we talked a lot about how like the final might be broken. I mean, especially this is sort of the coming on the heels of the challenge USA debacle. Mm-hmm. And it's good that you think it was a good final. I don't think it was in the bottom half, but I am thinking like, is it just that this is in the shadow of Vanderpump rules and the penultimate episode of what is a good survivor season? Or is it just that like, the final has become the least interesting part of the challenge. I don't know if it's become the, I feel like it's always has been the least interesting. I feel like we've <laughs> always fair. said like the beginning part of the challenge is always like some of the best stuff when it used to be like more like drama filled and stuff like that. It's usually when that stuff would happen. And like some of would always get like a peak, usually like in the middle, there'd be like a great elimination or a backstab or something like that. And then the last couple episodes would fizzle and maybe there'd be the last elimination would bring something into the final. It's just a long daily. Like usually the dailies are some of the least interesting parts of the full episode. So in, in, in the entire episode of it, it's not going to be that interesting. Like it's compelling to see who's going to win. And that's why I think this format does at least bring intrigue of it's kind of what we wanted them to do amongst like the 100 hour final, right? You just do like one long day and then you reward someone with some little thing and then you just do a race to the finish. And I feel like that's what they did. And that it, pays off but it's if the challenge finale it's not like a survivor finale or big brother finale where you're still like making crucial decisions it's just like a long daily and i I mean yeah that's all really fair all true of course um and maybe this like i'm being too negative not negative but i'm being too down on it in that synonym for negative in that uh at, at no point really until the end was I certain who was going to win? Mm. And I think that's really not been the case over the last X Survivor uh, Challenge seasons. And that was exciting. Like, in that way, it was, like, a true challenge right. for me. Like, that was, like, that intrigue was there. So that was good. Yeah. I think the other point for this season is normally, like, the other in Challenge proper, like, there is like an overarching character story going in. Like, obviously there was like, will Leroy get his first win last, last season was like, will Nani or Anissa. And then we had the Devin and Tori pair. And like, are they going to get over the hump and win? And I still don't really know how to like, like, where do I put this title for Jordan? Is this like, is is this now like, this would be his fourth or fifth. Like, is, does it go in that pile? Is this like its own separate thing? I feel like I'm comfortable with all stars being part of it, but this feels like such a one-off, like, does this add to his resume build? It just feels like such a like its own entity. I don't know if this fits into like the larger challenge world of stats and statistics. Is challenge stats going to be referencing this when we, we <laughs> do other things? Like I, th- that's also like a part that's like I don't know what to feel about this one. Well, you're a challenge stats, so you <laughs> right. let us know. Um, you know, you're not the only one thinking about it. Caitlin G said, does this win count towards Jordan's number of championships? And it's funny that you say All-Stars fits more neatly in the canon in your mind. I feel like this season was more akin to a season of the challenge. Like This felt more like a fresh meet plus, like plus mm-hmm. meaning plus they have some experience with the challenge, all the contestants. So like it felt like more of a regular challenge season to me then in All-Stars or even then the Challenge CBS, right? Because they're all right. like part of new players and that's sort of weird. So I feel like this is more quote-unquote valid as a point in Jordan's championship column, but recognizing the absolute chaoticness of like all of the different versions, 
I almost think the challenge has tied our hands and now we have to count every win, including Joe's versus bros, mm. because like now a win's a win. Like right. I, I, now I can't differentiate. Yeah, I was I was going to land almost in that bucket with the like I was going to edit the ex- uh, exception. If there's like celebrities on it, then it doesn't count, which is why pros versus Joe's doesn't count. But then Lolo Jones is is a part of both worlds, <laughs> I think. So like then again, there's even more cross- crossover. So, yeah, honestly, if there's anything branded the challenge, you know what? Just toss it into a win because that's I mean, there's so many iterations. I'm sure there's going to be even more versions that they're going to come up with. So if, if TJ's there or if there is the challenge logo, I. It, it's all in the same bucket at this point because there's there's just there's no going back. There's no just challenge proper anymore. And apparently, you can earn legend status just by coming close in a difficult final. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all. You, that's all you need. That's all you need. I know you're talking about Theo, but I also had like it's like they also shared more personal stuff about people during the final. That like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know Kaz is like, you know, she works like with uh, not jujitsu, but whatever the martial arts was like with kids. Like, oh, that's cool about Kaz. I don't know. I didn't know she was doing that. That's, you know, good to know. Um, they, they, I, I wish they shared more personal stuff about who these people were throughout the season to be a little bit more invested in them rather than just like dropping those little tidbits at the end. Like Danny, like, I mean, all the people with their families and stuff. Obviously, we know about Danny's, but I, I would have loved to know more about that through the season. Yeah, I felt that way, not only about their lives, which I totally agree, but also like their relationships as teams. So like when we get the like earlier, like retrospective and it's like Casey and Troy, like we know their journey because of what happened of them being like matched up as a partnership. And then they had to go into so many eliminations. So like, cool, valid. Then we get to Theo and Sarah and I'm like, I really wish we saw more of their partnership dynamic Mm -hmm. that we saw. And we've talked about this before, but that we saw what is Theo saying? Like, what is the conversation between Sarah and Theo when there's a decision between Cass and Sarah's like Emily and Danny teams? Like that's just sort of by default. Obviously there are conversations there. Then Theo says, it's a bummer how it turned out in terms of decisions in his reflection on the season with Sarah. So like, were they butting heads all season, heads all season, and we didn't see any of that? Like, I was so confused by that line. Yeah, they, they were the partnership that we really, I feel like, saw the least amount of content of them together. We saw a lot of Sarah, but we saw a lot of Sarah with Danny, or saw a lot of Sarah, like, feuding with Bananas or feuding with Tor. Like, we didn't see her and Theo having really any conversations to the point where I sometimes forget that they were partners, because that's how little they're, like, shown together. At least for Jordan and Kaz, we saw them a lot. Obviously, Tori and, and and Danny, we saw a lot. Like, we just didn't see them really at all together. It, it, so it made it hard to get invested in. And I guess it makes sense because of how it, you know, kind of finishes up for them. So it, at least that tracks so that there was no grand moment for them, really, other than just like a tearful goodbye. Yeah, um, I definitely think, you know, this story, if it gets told from a different perspective, like there's a lot more that happened, obviously. I mean, to stake of the century there's a lot that happens mm-hmm. on shows we don't get to see but when danny's alliance sort of wins out and theo's number one in cast is there as his ex like i wish there was like i find it hard to justify why that story wasn't also told because it seems to fit so seamlessly in the jordan tory of it all and the sarah danny of it all like theo and cast seem critical and yet they were sort of left on the cutting room floor yeah, would have absolutely loved to see more from from both, and really specifically, I think we saw at least a decent amount from Kaz, but we really didn't see that much from Theo much at all. As he points out, I guess he was, you know, too busy goofing off, and that wasn't a uh, right for the show. But only really as Kaz relates to Jordan and his mm-hmm. like her right. complaints, right? Like this becomes, it's almost like we should have seen it coming, like or more in this edit of the final that you know, spoiler alert, Jordan and Kaz gone to win. I mean, we already talked about that, but mm-hmm. like. like the story of Kaz was really how she deals with Jordan and Jordan deals with her. And then how Jordan has reformed his ways specifically on the heels or the ankles. If we're talking about Anissa of his last challenge performance. So it's not like Kaz's agency or Kaz's relationship with Theo or, you know, what she is or is not doing to keep, her allies in the game you know we're not really like seeing her perspective beyond i want to have a voice outside of jordan well the cat the show didn't give her that either jordan didn't give it to her and the show didn't give it to her 
Yeah, this was very much a Jordan POV season, even going back to the weird editing of like the the jump of Jordan ha- making the deal to to kind of save him and Kaz without showing the conversation with Kaz or showing anything after the fact. It was just how Jordan did it. And even here, Jordan's talking about like the one thing he needs to work on is how he's going to speak to Kaz, not like what Kaz is, you know, her endurance or like her puzzle skills or what, what she's going to bring to the final. It's how is Jordan going to speak to her is like the, the biggest thing that they are going to have to work on. So very much the Jordan focus uh, storyline for sure. Um, one thing I want to focus on this episode is that Michelle Marshy, a listener and question, loyal question asker, um, and I are on the complete same page. Every question she had are things I already had in my notes. The first one is, did anyone else get PSD, P, nope, PTSD from the stand in the circle at the train station overnight checkpoint from Bloodlines? Also, the other final where they got IVs and car flipped out. Like, I, there is something, even when I'm on the subway in New York, I don't get on a subway or stand really at a station and not think about that bloodline challenge. And you know, I can't remember something that happened last right. week on the show. So like uh, the fear express really had me jolted. That's so funny. I don't, I don't think I even remember that, but that season is so ingrained. I feel like in your head, cause of Mitch watch. So I think there's a lot of things <laughs> that's, that's part of that. So it makes sense why that is stuck with you for so long. I kind of, I totally forgot that I was part of the, that final. I mean, I remember the car IV thing. I didn't remember the train station part of it. It was literally, they just like stood there. I think there may have been a briefcase and then it was just like, the train's not coming. Right. Get out. <laughs> like, it was like so stupid. The, so I tweeted this, but but they did the IV. Did, did you, was there any part of you that thought that was like a trap or something else was going to happen? Cause in my head, I'm like, Oh, they're like drugging them. And then I realized like that would be incredibly illegal and they just can't do that. But I thought like they were doing something just the whole scene was so creepy. I thought something was happening. Yeah. I saw that tweet and thought something was happening to you. <laughs> you thought that. I, I, so when I first, I was more thought like, there's going to be a choice. Like you can have an IV, but you lose five minutes off your time or Mm -hmm. something. And then I was like, Oh, it's kind of interesting that, okay, there's one person from each team. Later I'm, I'm sort of thinking, or not later now, now is later. I'm thinking like, maybe they were so spooked by what happened in USA that like they need these people to finish. And so like, it's an excuse to give people IVs. Like who's the person that's most likely to crap out? Like let's give them hydration and pretend it's like, what a crazy twist. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was probably the only thing that kept Sarah, uh, uh, kept Casey from not failing. Cause she almost had to quit and, and leave anyway. So imagine if she didn't get the IV, um, they probably would have had to, to jump out for sure. But I guess we can jump back to like the, the Genesis of the final, just like the actual format. Um, it was called loops of hell. You have to basically run around a track four miles. Um, at the end of the four miles, there is checkpoints, four checkpoints. Whoever gets there first can decide which checkpoint they do, which seemed to matter a lot more in the explanation, but doesn't really matter much at all. But you have to do all, all four checkpoints across the four-mile loop, 60 miles in total. Um, and that's basically the first part of the day. Yeah, I mean... The percentages that they gave don't really make sense, but we don't really need to break that down. Mostly because of the 10% eating, which is one full right. checkpoint. And then you're like, you know, the, the math ain't mathing on that, but that's, you know, that's not my job here. Um, you know, a, a little bit extended, and this becomes the like Shrine of the Silver Monkey elimination that we always go back to as mm-hmm. like an example of like an older school format that would still probably work (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this on its own could have been the final if it was you know again a little bit more extensive probably um the thing that i need to talk about at the top of this before we even get into the bigger reactions here is like why did they make tj dress like an old-timey conductor throughout paul says how did we get no jokes or banter about tj's conductor outfit he showed up in that and everyone was just straight face ready to go (laughs) I mean, the the people on the show have seen so much over the years that I, I seen TG just like that. I, they wouldn't bat an eye, but from the audience <laughs> perspective, it makes it makes no sense. Like I don't know what there was. Nothing, it didn't come back to anything. Other, I guess at the end of it, like for the they had them dressed in like that type of attire for their meal when they had them all try to stay awake. The whole thing was just very odd. I don't know if the producers watched. They were like watching some 
old movies before, like when they're crafting this final. I don't know what led to this because there was nothing about the theme of this season that led to this. There was nothing about the theme about what they were doing that led to this. The whole thing was just like very creepy. Like, I feel like they got access to a train and were like, well, we've got to use this. Like, the train wasn't even moving when they were no. on it. So, like, it was very bizarre. Like, did they and all his- just watch Murder and Orient Express? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds fun. Let's just, like, do that. It did a final. But, like, they didn't do that. It was all odd. It was really strange. The outfit was not cool. And, like, TJ always looks cool. Whether it's date night, whether it's, you know, I'm on a bike, whether it's I'm walking with my wife. Like, TJ's got cool factor. The only times he has ever not looked cool is no offense when he accepted that award. This is, you know. <laughs> And 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 right at this moment, like I don't understand the decision to do that. Um, Skipping ahead to that meal where they made them get dressed up in these like cheap outfits, it's like to me. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to cause any more beef with you and this former community, but it was giving sequester. It It was was giving like it was giving upscale online reality game, like or like. LARP game, whatever that is, like webisode. Like it was not giving huge French successful reality TV franchise on network television. No, it was not giving, on network television. Yeah, it was giving like <laughs> mid 2000s when they would just have them do weird things and dress in outfits. And then, like, I was thinking, like, basically, they dress in this and then like melt uh, like icicles with like their body and like, in these costumes. Like, that's what it felt like. It was like a, a goofy thing. But there was no punchline. I kept waiting for the punchline of what they were going to be doing in these outfits or in the conductor, and they're they're just it just never hit. So just don't just don't do it. Yeah, I don't know. Very the, the whole thing didn't make sense. I kept waiting for something that never happened. But I do think that's where we're missing like bananas' energy in terms of what Paul's getting at is there was no like banter or cracks mm-hmm. about it. Is like you know that's not Sarah. That's no. not Danny. That's not Tori. Like. These are people who take it extremely seriously slash are too new to kind of be doing this. And like bananas would hundred percent be there being like, Oh, all aboard. And Bonnie yeah. would be like, shut up. I'm trying to win. Like, you know, like that's sort of, yeah. there is no, like while there are legends here in Jordan and Tori and Casey and Theo, I'm like, <laughs> Theo, mm-hmm. like, they're not the kind of like people who are going to make cracks with TJ in this context. Right. Theo would have that personality, but he doesn't just have, he doesn't have the rapport with TJ yet. He doesn't have the years built up um, to do it. Otherwise I feel like he definitely would have been that person, but not, not at this stage of his uh, TJ relationship, but for, for the checkpoints, like, so the way they, they teased it up, right. It was like, whoever gets there first gets to decide who goes first and you can decide what checkpoint works for you. And again, my stupid pea brain, I read this as, Every four miles, there would be four different checkpoints, and whoever gets there gets to like decide which one for their skill set they get to do first. So, like, if you're a stronger team, you can try to do like the the brawn one, or if you're a brainy team, you can do the puzzle one or whatever. But it was all just the same checkpoint, so it didn't even matter what. I mean, I guess it you try to knock out the harder one first or whatever, but there was no real advantage to doing one early or later. Right. And this is not a pea brain issue. Not that I'm confirming that you have a pea brain, but that, yeah, that's how it was set up. It was set up like it was a huge advantage. I thought the same thing, like either there would be four different ones or it would be like four different puzzles, like almost like Survivor, like one person's going to get the 25 piece right. puzzle, one person get the five piece puzzle, like whatever. And that's interesting. Like, if that's anything, super cool. That's amazing. I would love that. If anything, it ends up being worse i mean it doesn't end up being worse but like although kind of does because casey and and troy are in the lead and then they end up losing but that's neither here nor there like you want to end up doing the harder ones first so that you don't end up in line for the gross one like there's a traffic jam at the smoothie because nobody wants to drink it so really it's like kind of an advantage to be forced to get the unpopular one out of the way yeah no, I just I didn't understand. I thought, oh, this is so innovative. They're doing something so cool where, you know, if, you, if there's not just if you get there first, you can really like play. You know, you have to know your teammate. You have to know your partnership of know what you can do well and factor that into decisions. I, I love that for a final. Like, absolutely. Let's let's do that. And to have that does not matter at all. Um, 
which is very confusing about how they kind of set this whole thing up. And it was, it was disappointing. That was to me the most disappointing part of the final was once they finished the loop and they got to the second one and I realized they were all just doing the same thing. I was like, Oh, that's, that's, that's a buzzkill. I agree. And even as it went on, I was like, Oh, is it that they only have to do three? Or I was like, how can we approve it if they don't want to do what we're suggesting, which is what I thought plan A should have been like, maybe they do it. So you only have to do three of the four. And so you Mm -hmm. have to like strategically decide, you know, you don't want to get, then you have to decide like, do I want to wait in line for the one I want? Or do I want to like take the disgusting drink because I could start it right now? Like, and I actually only have to finish three of the four of the challenges or like if you're halfway through drinking and you're like, we can't actually get through this, let's do another lap and skip this one now, you know, like some kind of choice or intrigue and not just, it really doesn't matter which order you do them in. Um, But the other thing, and this goes back to it being confusing overall, like, I really wish they did sort of like a Phil Kogan. I mean, I don't watch the amazing race anymore, but my memory of the amazing race is like when there's a detour and the, the people are going to pick, they explain both options to the audience. And then we watch them pick or like, why don't we get a voiceover of TJ explaining? I know they never do this on the challenge In the challenge. We just see them run up, read a sign out loud, or they flash the sign quickly. Mm -hmm. And then we watch them do it. I found it so unsatisfying if we're supposed to care about what they pick to see them pick when we don't know what they are. Right. So like a little voiceover of checkpoint one will be waiting, put them in order checkpoint two, like just take 10 seconds away from the vomit montage and level set what the challenge actually is. Yeah. Cause I still don't really know what the decoding thing was that I don't know what no. they're necessarily doing. I have no idea. The, the weight one seemed like they were just like, had to put I thought they said they had like memorize it, but it was just like putting them in weight order. That seemed pretty pretty basic. And then it was just like you know tossing um a horseshoe into like a you know a basket basically. So yeah, I I I don't know. I was expecting more. Um that 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 to me was like the biggest the biggest disappointment for sure. What do you think about the fact that two of the three challenges came from the qualifier? Like they said, they were all drinking the same thing and the qualifier and the wait, uh, wait for it challenge was also part of the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the decoder was similar to what was going on in the challenge that Jordan and cast through to Sarah and Theo, but I can't mm-hmm. 100% confirm it. That I don't mind. I feel like, that, I mean, they kind of did that in the, the last final, right? Like the last stage was like, you're, redoing all like the either eliminations or the dailies that you've done throughout the season in like truncated forms and like that's how you're gonna win. I, I like that. I like when they bring stuff back through the season and give people like a second chance to redo it or just it fits into the the, the theme or the narrative. So I, I personally like when they bring stuff back and maybe tweak it a little bit for a final. I, I, I don't find that I mean you could find it a little bit lazy, but I, I don't know. I like the circular feeling of of bringing things back. So I totally agree. I just think they need to do it or not do it. Like they should have done all four in that way. And like that way it doesn't feel cheap. It feels intentional when you do half of it. It's sort of like, well, what's the significance of two of them being in the qualifier and two of them being new? Um, But that's it. Nitpicking. Yeah. I was going to say, and also they should like emphasize it. They should be like, and I hope you're, you know, your uh, all-star really, do what they were doing in the qualifier because it's all coming back now. I hope they learn from their mistakes in the qualifier. Like I, if you're, yeah, if you're going to do it, like just lean into it and be like, we're bringing these back. And I hope you, I hope your legends pay attention to what they were doing in the qualifier. Cause now you're going to have to do it. Like just lean into it fully. Agreed. Um, another thing sort of to look back on that comes, uh, comes up again, but not from this season, from the last season, is the pesky rolling of the ankle in the final. Uh, Michelle Marshy says, is Anissa vindicated for her rolled ankle after Theo quits? And again, same wavelength. I want to know, like, what do you make of the different sort of treatment, both in the edit and by the partners of Theo's ankle versus Anissa's ankle? So I guess the one of the key differences here is Theo wasn't let off um, the way Anissa would claim, like wasn't let off the trail, right? He was just on the trail and he just took a wrong step. So it, there's no like blame <laughs> as to like where he's going. He was just following the trail. Um, so nothing to, to blame him on. Um, and then I would say just his attitude about it was much 
it seemed at least edit wise to be much different than Anissa. Like, yes, Theo was in pain, but he was seemingly powering through, like trying to do it all he can until it was basically done. I don't know if they necessarily would have been cut um, by finishing last. They didn't necessarily say that, but I, I, that usually is the case with these things. But I don't know if that would have been the case. But it seemed like Anissa was treating it as a bigger deal and Theo was trying to power through. That's what it seemed like the edit was giving us. Wait, but didn't Anissa finish? But she got eliminated like when they went down to two teams? Yeah, so I, I that's what I'm saying. I don't know, like with Theo quit, I don't know if they were already going to be eliminated. Like if, if he actually got no, to the No, like, he quit because Cass was like, what happened to them? Like yeah. I, I think fully they were that he quit. I mean, they put disqualified. They didn't put eliminated, right? And like, I actually think your interpretation of it is exactly why I'm interested in like the different treatment of it because I think ultimately it's like the same thing, right? And I think part of it is like our instinct is that our as a community, I'm not putting this on you, is like Anissa's not a natural eliminate, like a, a natural challenge final athlete where we sort of expect a competitor like Anissa to like make excuses. And so she rolls her ankle and is like, it really hurts. And we're like, Anissa, this is her bajillion dollars. Like get moving. This is the final. You wanted this. This is what you get. And Theo, who's like a runner, wasn't he like pre-Olympics or something? Like he's like track and field guy. Mm -hmm. He rolls his ankle. And Like my initial reaction was like not even to question it. Super valid. Like that must really hurt if he has to stop. But ultimately, I think it's the same damn injury. You know, like I can't. I'm not a doctor, but I just do think it's interesting how I think your reaction and Mm -hmm. the reaction I'm describing is probably how most of the audience receives it when it's the exact same thing. Yeah, that's all very fair. Anissa, uh, she also didn't take, like, Theo wasn't blaming anyone, right? Like, Anissa was blaming Jordan for basically injuring. Well, but Jordan was, like, screaming at her where Sarah was like, look, whatever you have to do. You know, like, right. I don't know if, I agree it wasn't a good look for Anissa, and Anissa did a lot that whole season and afterwards to, like, get a lot of shit thrown her way. I'm not, like, saying she's perfect, but Anissa was, uh, mm-hmm. or, sorry, Jordan treated her like crap about it, and Sarah shockingly like i would have expected sarah to go absolutely ballistic and like we have to finish right she seems to not have any reaction and is like look if you have to quit like it's fine yeah no that's all very very fair um it's all fair comparisons fair to bring up yeah i don't know uh it is interesting that yeah that was my reaction but uh, yeah no no i'm not putting you on the spot is because i had the same thought of like and i'm like wait why do i think this like theo injury is more valid um but also with Sarah, I was like, has Sarah given up? Like, I almost thought Sarah's reaction was too fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I, she didn't seem upset at all. Yeah, especially because there was this scene, like, you know, I think it was last week or the week before when she was talking to her husband about the only reason why she does this to leave her kids, leave her family is to try to go make money. And this was going to obviously force them not to make money. So, yeah, I, I would have thought there would have been a little bit more to that. But good for Sarah. I mean, look, obviously he wouldn't want to get hurt. Um, so he's not doing it like to despite her. So I, I was, it was nice to see Sarah have a nice compassionate reaction. It is back to your point about whether he was sort of forced to quit or would have been eliminated. It is interesting that he quits then like they don't cross the finish line at all. Right. No. Yeah. The, 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 the hospital ambulance or the truck or the car, or whatever comes, pick them up and they don't really get there. It seemed, they didn't seem like they were, that far away. That's why my thought was like, were they just going to be eliminated? And they was like, all right, we're not going to have Theo go all the way to the end. He's just out. Let's just, he's just going to quit here. That, that, that was my only read on that. Cause it didn't seem like they had that much more to go. So why not just, just don't make them go much any further. I mean, everything I say that I speculate on here, we find out later is wrong, but that's what I'm here to do. I feel like they usually say like, you don't want to come in last or like whatever. And so I didn't feel like there was going to be an elimination, but I also think it is a little weird if he was that close to the end to quit without even seeing what the next phase is like. It's not always running. It's not, you know, like it's strange to quit in between. 
maybe they were like losing daylight or whatever. And it was like, you can't just walk to the final. Like you're medically disqualified. If you can't finish by X time, you've got to go. We're picking you up or he quit, you know, like mm, we'll see. I'm sure Theo will say something about it, but I haven't yep. seen anything yet. Yeah. No, I thought about the same thing that TJ didn't necessarily say you really don't want to finish last or something to that regard. Yeah. He didn't say that, but usually they like with a four team, four person final, there usually is a cut at some point. So it just felt like that's what would have happened. But yeah, there was nothing specifically to indicate for sure that they would have been cut. Um, Theo, or if they had planned like an elimination between the last two, right, like right. Theo, um, yeah, the DQ language is interesting. I mean, we've also seen like a lot of things randomly change during a final because of like sunlight and whatever, like that happened in All Stars with Johnny mm-hmm. and MJ. Like, so mm-hmm. I could also see them just like DQing them and like people getting upset about it, which yeah. is like. It- Shouldn't happen, but definitely happens all the time. All on the table. And look, again, they should always be prepared for teams getting medically separated during a final. Because I would say in the last, you know, 15, 20 seasons, it's happened more than it hasn't happened. So if they were surprised (laughs) by medical separation in the final, then that's on them. (laughs) Medical separation is so funny. I'm so glad it's not going away. (laughs) I would never let it. Uh, But we talked about sort of the prelude to what becomes insomnia, a, a sure to be hit party game. Um, <laughs> I, this did not Tell land Jordan to me. Yeah. This did not land to me at all. The, the TJ speech about indulging in the finer things when it's like a tray of cheese from Costco. And like, believe me, <laughs> I'm not above a cheese board from Costco. It's fabulous. But like with great effort, it comes greater uh, reward. Like what are you talking about? And then even I didn't like, think having eaten was such a disadvantage and staying awake no but I, and also like i understand like you're trying to like really make them stay awake but you're gonna give someone 30 minutes of sleep what the heck is that like are you actually knocking them out for 30 minutes or it's just like 30 minutes of just like chilling like that's not a reward like at least make it a couple hours or a few hours where it genuinely could be they, they could fall asleep like you get one hour of sleep <laughs> like a six-year-old going for nap time like this is insane I'm so demented. I was like, all right, if I had the hour, I would want six, 10 minute stints. Yeah. Like that's the only way it's worthwhile is if I get 10 minutes of relief every hour. Like I don't want to sleep for one hour, like knock on Rem's door and then wake up. Were you the type of person who, when you had to like wake up super early for like high school, would you set it like alarms in the middle of the night so you could wake up and be like, oh, it's only like 4 a.m. I still have like two to three more hours of sleep. Or did you have your alarm that second you would have to get up? I I don't have a comfortable relationship with my alarm even now. I have 7,000 alarms. I wake up, I turn it off while I'm asleep. Like if I have to be up, I am more likely to stay up all night. That's where I get the 10 minutes, six, 10 minutes right. from. Like I will set my alarm for 30 minute increments and just insomnia myself. But I didn't want to share, Brian. So, I wasn't prepared to share. So you've been playing this game for yourself for years. So you're you're a natural. Yeah, but I agree with you that 15 minutes of sleep is a joke. It's insane. <laughs> at the very least, like, yeah, get hook up, up with the IV so you can actually just knock them out for the 30 minutes. Like, just do that. We talked about this before, but we got a question from DTM. How do y'all feel about the part of a challenge where they don't allow people to sleep? I'm over it. I would rather let them rest and finish strong than cry from exhaustion. Yeah, I'm over it. The only, the only thing I didn't mind about this one was it was fun to see them like working together basically like the i did get a few chuckles with them throwing the ice water in their face and things like that i it was fun to see some lightheartedness amongst this group because as we talked about there wasn't it's not the most high personality of a collection for finalists so it was fun to see them joking around a little bit i don't like it when they're just like standing outside in the cold and just like being miserable at least here they were having some fun with it I agree. I feel the same way, though, generally about sleep deprivation on the challenge as I do about food deprivation on Survivor. Like, they were going to be tired anyway. They just ran like two thirds of a marathon and you're going to have them run again. Like, the exhaustion is clear. The difficulty is clear. We don't doubt that it's hard. I don't need to see them with shock collars around their neck. Like, even if they took that part of it out, because we didn't see anyone get shocked, right? Was that like fake? I don't think so. The closest was, uh, I think, Kaz one time. She was like right. really like snuggled up onto the blanket. So I don't know if, if it wasn't going to happen there, then I don't know when it was going to happen. Also, they, they have that type of technology where this collar can just judge when you actually fall asleep and not when like you close your eyes. That seems like very high tech for the challenge to bring in. 
No, I thought they were either not really shocking them and it was like part of the fear or it's like a guy in a booth like who's probably falling asleep himself. <laughs> he I would be shocked. He needs I'd, yeah, I'd be shocked if they're shocking these people. I'm shocked in the neck. Like, but it's just also like when you go to a basketball game, you don't like the team. The point of it isn't so that like the team gets hammered and then hits the court. Like I want to say <laughs> that would be a lot of fun though. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely go see that. But like, like truck basketball, truck Shakespeare. If I'm supposed to buy into the challenge as the you know fifth major sport and like the shift away from partying into like real athleticism, then let them compete in the final, and I don't need to see ten minutes of sleep. And I get, but I agree. The fun part, like the downtime, is good to get the laughs, but then let them go to sleep. Yeah, and they're doing very dangerous stuff. We just had Olivia (laughs) legitimately almost die in a final last season maybe like let's just give them four hours of sleep so they can like get their brains wired to like do all this stuff so not running and breaking their ankles and doing all this stuff like yeah it's it's tough enough already don't give them 20 minutes of sleep um but then we get into the next day they have a biking and then a race very like kind of straightforward very straightforward Um, the thing that Again, I feel like I'm being very negative. Overall, me too. I, I, I did it. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I hated every part of this, but I did enjoy it for the most part. But I feel like I've been very negative. But I feel like I've tried, like, been positive most of the season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've been talking I, it through. I hated it more than I thought. I don't envy the challenge people who make up these challenges, right? Because we've been talking about this for years. Is the challenge final broken? Then I think it like came, it was it was at a high. It took a real dip. I think it's sort of back. Like I think they've solved for a lot of the problems we didn't have a big momentum issue we didn't even i didn't even feel like there was this like big lead created that then got squandered like yes okay like the hour versus 15 minutes isn't enough when you've had a 15 minute lead off the last Mm -hmm. challenge but like it didn't somehow feel as egregious as it did in the past to me um things we normally complain about but when you have a podcast and you have to sort of break down every moment then it kind of falls apart like if if i were just watching this and it were washing over me, I'd be like, oh, that was fine. That yeah. was good. Yeah, after I watched it, everyone was like, oh, how was the final? I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And then here we are, 45 <laughs> minutes in. I think it's like the worst thing in the world. But like, I don't think I felt that way while I was watching. With that, I have to complain about one final thing here. One more. Um, and then I want to talk about some great performances and the win and the whatever. We got to get to the Dan- did Danny get vindication. There's much more to come. But one more grievance. It was so corny to say go up the mountain to reveal the ultimate surprise and then he gets mm-hmm. the mountain and it's like the ultimate surprise is within your grasp <laughs> like there was a computer game that this made me think of so much that i had to go look it up and it was called interactive math journey and the goal was to find the math magician spoiler alert at the end you have become the math magician <laughs> by completing all of the tasks and i just was like this is corny the game was great when i was a kid but this mm-hmm. the the ultimate surprise what are we talking about like that's not a thing no it was all just to grab a key like i'll go all the way to the top of the mountain and grab a key that was the the, the surprise was the key yeah but then but, literally you could say like a key you have to get the key on the mountain or go to the top of the mountain like the ultimate surprise i was like this just became romper room <laughs> yeah it was it was surprising to see that that was the big twist i guess for the last last stage because it was just biking slide puzzle running um that really it no explosion i kept waiting for the payoff of like the canister with the flag i thought someone was gonna forget there somewhere i thought that was gonna lead to something yeah it's just kind of straightforward which I, i don't necessarily mind but yeah just talking it through it was a you know no big theatrical win <laughs> I have to say, though, about Troy, that I'm shocked I'm saying this because I don't normally go for the athlete who's in a relationship as my number one person I want to see back. Mm -hmm. But, like, Troy's performance in this final, when he throws Casey on his back, Casey probably weighs more than him, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, Troy is not a big guy, and Troy performs like an absolute beast i was blown away by his performance and i would love to see him on the challenge not since like Derek k have we seen a smaller guy be such a formidable opponent in eliminations and in predominance in the final 
Yeah, and his attitude, right? Like Casey's struggling. He clearly sees like they're probably now not going to win because of it. And his attitude of just like, you know what? Sometimes you can't always win, but just finishing it and getting through it is really like the winning attitude. And normally that stuff, I I cringe at that stuff. I just find that's like so corny. But I believed it coming from him. I was like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it is not just about winning. Sometimes it is accomplishing it and putting your mind to it and seeing what your body is capable of. Yes, Troy, you're right. So it it was really, you just a very big breath of fresh air. This special surprise was within you all along. (laughs) It was. Um, But since we're talking about Casey and Troy, how do you think what is a very sort of subpar performance from Casey will impact her threat level, like on future seasons. I don't think it'll necessarily change it much. I feel, I I don't think Casey does a good job of minimizing her, her threat level pretty well. Like she, no matter basically any game she's ever done, she's basically made the final and almost won almost every time. So she should have a very high threat level, but she's not, I feel like we've talked about this where she's not like the intimidating force. She's not like a, you know, the size of a Laurel or like an Emily Strom or even like a Jenny. She's not that like imposing figure. She's just very good at everything and gets along with everyone. So I, I don't see any reason why anyone's coming into next season being like, we have to go for Casey. We can't let Casey go far. I, th- I think she'll probably on her next season, probably make it to the least near the final. See, it's so interesting. Cause I do view Casey like that, particularly in eliminations. And I mean, I think that's, What's risen here is like Casey, like Casey's always going to be like an early pick if you're picking a partner or a team. And Casey's always going to be someone that in theory you don't want to go into an elimination because she looks extremely athletic and she looks dominant and she's done very well on all of her seasons. I thought this was sort of like a flop era for her. I think with the walking sticks and having Troy carry her and like, We've seen, like, now I'm sort of 50-50 on if I would pick her if we were having a draft, let's say. Mm. Because I think this, I don't know if she was gassed out from Hall Brawl. I don't know if she it was too much to go on back-to-back seasons like this. But I thought she kind of, you know, fell apart here in a surprising way. This is now the second final where something has happened to her where she's had to basically tap out. She doesn't fully tap out here, but... She basically, you know, because of her injury, they're they held back from winning. Obviously, she had a really bad injury with um, with Vessel a, a couple seasons ago during a final. So, you know, maybe there is something to it. But then she, you know, sandwiched in between it. She wins the season. So it's it's hard to, like, fully get on her for, for that. So um, that's why I don't know like what her overarching threat level is. I don't think this changes it. Yeah. I mean, I see. So I would think that, like, no matter what, well, it's hard, right? Because people don't really care about her threat level because her social leverage is so strong. Like she's so, depending on the makeup of the season, aside from like a season like this, and then it got sort of, she was lucky that Tori was going to bat for her based on the money that was given out. But like, she's usually so entrenched in like the majority alliance via Nani and Big Brother people that it's sort of like neither here nor there. But I do think she's somebody who even like, give me a year and I'll forget about this. And I'll be like, Casey's really one to watch. And and it's like, Oh wait, this was sort of a, a pretty, a pretty poor performance. Yeah. No, that that's, that's fair for this final. This was, this was not, not anywhere close to her uh, best showing. Um, all right. Let's talk about this. Caitlin G says, can we admit that Danny's strategy wasn't wrong after all? We have some other thoughts from John. If you want to hear them, before you weigh in or I can wait. Sure, no. What's the, what are the thoughts from John? All right. John says, so Caitlin's uh, obviously taking the position Danny was vindicated. John has a different thought. He says, after the season played out and having kept up with Danny on Twitter, I still don't have a great sense of what his plan was on who to bring to the final. A lot seems to be hindsight bias given that Jordan and Kaz won. It seems like his plan was to bring Sarah, Theo, Emily, yes, and someone like Grant and John A or even Ben and Casey at one point. All strong teams. So I don't see how this is too different from Tori's plan to also bring strong teams. That that's totally fair. I just think if you were sizing up how each their number ones did for for Danny, his number one, Sarah and Theo, got DQ'd. And for Tori, they lost to each of the other number ones, Casey and Jordan. And you could say, like, oh, well, it's hindsight 2020 because Jordan won. 
But like, that's a very good possibility going in. Like, it's not like, oh my God, Jordan come out of nowhere. I can't believe he actually won a season. Like, you get Jordan to a final, there's a very good chance he's going to win or come damn close to doing it. So, like, that's always the threat going in. And that's why you don't want to have Jordan going into a final. And I think if, if push came to shove and Danny was like, we have to get rid of one of the number ones, I think he was always leaning towards getting Jordan out because of that threat. So, I don't think it's fair to say it's only hindsight because Jordan won. That's, that is the threat of Jordan winning. So that's, it was a very likely scenario playing out. Yeah. And I mean, just I, Tori and Danny did beat Casey and Troy, but um, they were losing to them until Casey right. Right. crapped out, but she did yes. still crap out. So valid, but like, yeah, I think Jordan is the biggest problem in, in Tori's game. I think if it, look, if Casey was, Tori's only number one. I don't think Danny would have really had a problem with that, especially when originally he was with Ben and they were trying to work together. So like different season of Casey's the only issue. I think it really is a Jordan thing. And yes, I agree with John and that, like we've been talking about that all season. Like Danny's plan was also to go with really strong people, but Jordan is just on another level than Sarah and Theo, Emily S and uh, any other team. So like, Yes, there were strong people, but as strong as Danny and Tori, not like superhuman crazy right. like Jordan. Yep. Absolutely. Um, one last thought from John here. Do you think the viewers have been overestimating Sarah and Theo and Danny knew they were weaker? They seemed to be in last even before Theo got hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, it's very fair. Like Sarah, yeah, she won her season, but I don't think she wanted daily the entire time. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure she actually was at one of the bottoms throughout the entire Challenge USA season, and then she won the final basically by default. So it wasn't like she was some overarching great competitor her season. Theo, I mean, I think he like he he lost his vision, and this like not this this is not why he lost, but like he is still very severely impaired with his one eye. And I'm sure doing has greatly knocked his physical ability compared to what it used to be. So it is it is fair to kind of reassess like how strong they were as a team, because they didn't really win anything until the last one, and that, that was kind of just handed to them. So, I think it's fair to kind of question how strong of a team Sarah and Theo actually really were the, the entire time. Yeah, I mean, you can't compare them, and I probably have, but I'm not willing to compare them anymore to a team that Jordan's on, especially when their legend has only been in one final, you know? Like, even even without everything you're saying about Theo, like, experience as we talk about all the time is so important with these challenges and like Jordan's still evolving from like focusing on what he did wrong with Anissa and what he's done wrong in the past and I'm not going to be the berating partner that I have been like that's all experience to work out and uh, he's had a lot more time than most mm-hmm. yeah I mean even the confessional with with Kaz where Jordan's like yeah this is definitely just the beginning like you make sure you have your mindset like this is just part one of what it's going to be a grueling uh, sequence for a final. Just having that mindset going in and having that reinforced to your partner is, has to be very crucial. And to know like how difficult it is when you really don't know the end. And I I agree. Like if I were running and it's a finite distance, great. If I don't know when something's going to end, it's like miserable. And Jordan's Mm -hmm. giving her these little markers, like run to me and I'll carry you. You'll be out of it. If you're running, he's continuing to run back. Like that really does make a difference in your endurance. Absolutely. Um, Mackenzie Z says, Tori says that Danny, quote, is the best partner ever, and she wouldn't trade him for anyone else after famously saying she wishes Danny never picked her. Is this just for the sake of motivation, or is she realizing now that she was wrong and shouldn't have gotten Jordan out a long time ago? Also, didn't she just win with a different partner, rough day for Tevin? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's just Tori just like, you know, it's the end of the season, and she wants to, like, finish nice with her partner and just wants to, you know, Stay on good terms for another season. Tori's very good at uh, trying to keep keep people on her side as best as she can. So I think it's just, let's keep Danny happy. I don't want to keep trashing him down the road. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just sleep deprivation and endurance, like uh, uh, endorphins from the workout. Like, I, we've been saying this the whole time. Like, Danny and Tori would be a great team. Like, they, I think they really would complement each other if they didn't have such different... <laughs> views on the game Mm -hmm. and it doesn't surprise me that they end up working together well in the challenge where all of the other shit is falling away and i think in that moment she's like danny's been a great partner during this final but Mm -hmm. not during the 
the challenge. I mean, not from her perspective, not during the whole show. Yep. Yep. Um, John says, do you think that, no, I lied before I said this was the last stop from John. It's not. Do you think that Jordan is really in a league of his own with any replacement level partner and that Danny and Tori would have been a significantly better position with Emily and yes in the final instead of Jordan and Kaz? Assume for this that Jordan and Kaz lose to Casey and Troy and Hallbrow. Yeah, I, I do think Jordan is like, I think, like, I don't want to even want to, I, I don't want to like feel like we're taking anything away from Kaz. I think she was very good in this final. I think she was, I think she solved that Dakota thing like very quickly. I think she was a key contributor to their partnership. But Jordan is. Like he's one of the best to ever do these shows. Like he's like if you put him probably I think there's an argument to make he is the best. So it, it's a different category. Like could Kaz have won with someone else? Possibly, but it would have been a much more Herculean task to do it with someone other than Jordan. Or could Jordan have won with Casey? You know, and we've seen mm-hmm. CT win with Casey, and obviously it's a different set of circumstances. Um, could Troy have won with Kaz? You know, like I do think that if you run the final a hundred times with Jordan as someone's partner and a hundred times with somebody else as their partner, like they're gonna probably win more with Jordan. Mm-hmm. But we've seen Jordan lose with partners, and we've seen yep. really, really great challengers lose with partners. So I yeah, I, I think this should be a reminder to people that Jordan cannot make the final. Yeah. Unless there's extreme circumstances. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you guarantee his partner is going to roll their ankle. Look, yeah, because even like in the pairing where it was probably his worst possible partnership was with Anissa. Like they're like, I would say like very different in their skill sets and like a lot of their attitudes. And they were very close to how that final broke down of winning that final. Like if Jordan beats Bananas in that last falls in, there's a very good chance they win that last part of the final and beat Tori and Devin and win that final. So it, there's nothing stopping what Jordan can or can't do in, in any given circumstance. Um, Michelle Marsh, wants us to do a little reflection here. Mm-hmm. Do you think Casey and Troy would have done better or worse with their original partners, assuming Amber wasn't pregnant? That's a good question. So um, I would say Troy probably would have done better in this final with Amber. Like we, we've seen Amber dominate a final before. So Based off how Casey performed in this final, I, I can't. I mean, he wouldn't have done worse, obviously, and I think they would have done better. They probably would have given uh, Jordan and Kaz a run for their money. So I think Troy, although maybe Troy wouldn't have got to the final with just Amber. I don't, who knows how that would have broken out? But in a final, uh, yeah, I think they definitely would have done better. And then for Casey with Ben, Probably about the same, probably worse. I mean, definitely worse. Troy, I would put Troy, I would put my chip on Troy in a final over over Ben. So I would say they would probably be much closer to third or fourth uh, for, for Casey. So I think Troy got the shorter end of the stick. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, especially I think like in a hall brawl, I don't see a world where Emily doesn't beat Amber. So right. uh, I agree that they don't get, Troy doesn't get to the final in all likelihood, based mm-hmm. on where their social game was at and um, elimination record, but um, or probability. But I think I'm willing to say, because nobody can dream, who's going to check me, boo? Is a, a famous and wise woman once said. Uh, I think Amber and Troy win this final. If it, it go, everything goes as it went, if they're together. Uh, agree with what you said about Casey and Ben. Yeah, all very fair. It would have been fun because who knows? I think Amber was starting to develop some other relationships that Casey might not have had. So it would have been a very interesting partnership to see how it would have played out. I mean, that, and that's the gag of the challenge is like the Anisas, the, the, the elimination beasts, Casey, are not necessarily the same people that contain the skill set to absolutely rock a final. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's like, it's almost like the same flip flopping in priorities in Survivor. Like, you need somebody to focus on tribe strength in the beginning. And then it flips to, well, they're going to beat me in individual eliminations. Same thing kind of happens on the challenge from prioritizing elimination, winning ability, and then not being able to make the final. Yep. That's what makes Jordan so amazing. Cause there is, I mean, there's some eliminations you get to struggle in, but he's very good at a lot of things. So that's what makes, you know, some of the best, some of the best. Uh, what do you think of the trophy? We don't usually get a trophy in uh, our challenge final. It is the you know world championship. It's got to come with the trophy. I thought it would come with the championship belt. I feel like that 
would have signified more like a world championship, give it a more wrestling slang. But uh, yeah, I guess trophy. I mean, I feel like trophy almost puts it. A, it's a bigger credence that this isn't really the challenge proper because they don't really give trophies. They give like giant checks. So maybe trophy <laughs> signifies it's not necessarily in this world. I, yeah, um, that's fine. Uh, I, I was a little underwhelmed by the trophy. I did like that you could drink out of it. I think they should have popped open some foamers, as Devin would say. Um, that would have been cool. You think but... they get two? Like, how do how do they share that? Like, I mean, is Jordan like sending that to the UK like every six months? Like, how 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 are those? How's that trophy being shared? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's a prop, and they're giving it back for uh, right. <laughs> next season. <laughs> Notably, oh. no money share. At least not, nothing announced, but hopefully. Well, not. I mean, like for any new listeners or who only watch the Challenge USA or CBS or whatever, like we've talked about this, but what has become a two season trend is like, well, two seasons ago, the winners were asked to determine how much of the prize pot, if any, would be given to second and third place. And then Tori and Devin last season, when they won, decided to follow suit and make a tradition, even if not requested. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I say no money share, I mean, like, presumably all of these are sanctioned and they're on camera. Like, we didn't get, no one was following suit from the precedent that has been set in the challenge proper. Maybe that's another example of it not being in the canon. Yeah. Just give, just, would anyone be upset if, you know, second place got 50,000 and third place got 25,000? Just, just give them money. They worked hard. They deserved it. Well, but then it the prize money. becomes four hundred and twenty-five thousand sure. dollars. Like, sure. We used to have all kinds of weird numbers for the Just first. Yeah, first place gets four hundred thousand. Second place gets seventy-five thousand. Third gets twenty-five thousand. Done. Who cares? It is well. Apparently, these people, right? Because that's something Tyson talked about. Is that there was like the challenge CBS said the prize was what a was did they say it was 500,000 and then that was split or they said it was a million and then it was 500 each i forget now i think the way they i think tyson said it was implied that the like as a pair each person would get 500,000 which would imply the prize was a million but split a million between two but it was actually 500 to split between two i think right, okay it was implied so like I, I do think some of these people wouldn't agree to show up if the prize wasn't a certain number and then it becomes interesting, like, where do you think you fall? Like, do you care more in your contract if guaranteed that there's a second and third place prize if you make it? Or do you, like, want the biggest possible prize map? Like, I, I guess it does it does get people in the room, the, the, the big ticket prize number. Right. I guess so. How long, I mean, how long is this? This, this? this season probably wasn't that long. It's definitely not challenged properly. It was like length. 57 minutes. <laughs> yeah so i don't know pay second and third come on just do it give him mortal or razors or something give him anything uh but i think that's it um we got a preview for the challenge usa yeah challenge season two yeah, they, but it was weird they didn't even say season two they just said challenge usa um coming to cbs i think there were rumors that it was gonna be on paramount plus but it is coming back to cbs i guess you know writer strike and all they gotta fill some programming on there so It'll be coming to CBS. I said sometime this summer, coming soon. That can mean anything. Um, so we'll look out for that. All Stars Four, I think, is sitting in a in a drawer somewhere on the MTV desk, waiting to be released. So we'll see when that comes up. I really hope they just keep them separate. But the fact that this is CBS and All Stars will definitely be Paramount. I think you said you were guessing there was some. Oh, there might be some overlap. I really hope that's not the case. That would suck. There's enough challenge content. Just spread them out, please. But might be some overlap between the two um one last word on the season from danny twitter great laugh cry emoji laugh cry emoji that ended editing job was crazy dot 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 probably about 30 percent of the final didn't get shown dot dot but shrug emoji dot dot i enjoyed the season and can't wait to fill in the blanks dot dot congrats to jordan and kaz on a great run okay emoji so I wonder what the third, do you think, obviously, I mean, obviously some of the final was cut, but I guess that implies there was like total segments that were cut, like other stages that were cut, which is not on new for the challenge final. I feel like they've done that in the past, but curious what those were. Yeah, um, I agree. Does it, Maybe it is because like the last half felt like 
why would there just be one checkpoint and then you're running top and running to the bottom? Uh-huh. Maybe stuff was caught from the second day. Uh, but yeah, I get why it'd be frustrating as a person who did the final. I don't mind not seeing consequential moments of the final. Like, I'm glad this was one episode and not two parts. Yes. Yeah, if there was a whole other segment on day two and it meant uh, another episode next week, this was the right call to truncate it down into into this segment. I, yeah, I, I would say the plus, yeah, they didn't feel rushed. I feel like the pacing of this final was very good. I feel like we got a nice, succinct story told. But, yeah, maybe some tweaks going forward. All right. Uh, that's it for me. I have one teaser tweet from Plainview Sue about Vanderpump Rules, mm. which I don't want to talk to you about. I've not watched it in its entirety, uh, and we have time to talk about it tomorrow. Yes. But Plainview Sue teaser. That was an absolutely riveting hour plus of television. I love saying hour plus. And I don't even watch Vanderpump Rules. This was just raw motion from the ladies. Wow. Yes, we will be talking about it with Haley Strong, TikTok Nicole for this finale, the three-part reunion, the Bravo feed, bravoswebsite.com slash bravo feed. Uh, stay subscribed to robswebsite.com slash challenge feed for whenever Challenge USA or All-Stars 4 kicks off. Um, we'll be there. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok, Colin Bryan underscore. They could follow you. At Lash Tweets, and there was an episode of NGOG that we recorded earlier this week, but mm. it's late, and I'm mm. not going to edit it, so it might be up. I don't know. Uh, anchored out of him slash new girl. <laughs> what a tease. Teasing um, yourself. Yeah, it was kind of a long one, and I have to edit it, so mm. it was fun. It'll be out this pre-Shabbat. You could get a pre-Shabbat listen in Love for it. sure. I guarantee it. Depending on your time zone. Yes. Alright, so that's it for Challenge. World Championships. Congrats to Jordan and Kaz. Until next time, next season, have a good one.